Welcome back to NYC on the DL. Today, I am joined with Sarah Elliott, Lucy Clark, and myself, Jordan Prince, and we are live from New York today, and we're going to see if the hype about New York is really true. Today, we're basing our podcast on Joan Vidium's personal narrative and her experiences in New York, and whether or not the American dream is actually real. This story is about a woman who moves to New York City when she's in her early 20s. She loved the city life, the parties, and the craziness of the lifestyle. However, she never says that she actually lives there. She always says she's just visiting. Slowly, she realizes that a few months have turned into years, and she is just going through the motions of everyday life. She doesn't actually like living in New York anymore, and it doesn't feel like home, but rather a place she's currently staying. She sees the same people and has the same day over and over. After many years of this draining lifestyle, she leaves New York City and moves back to her hometown in California. So now that we've heard the summary of the story, let's dive right into the discussion. Um, because the main character lives in one of the quintessential cities in America, how do you guys think that she is described and defined as like what it means to be an American, like how it is in America for her. She defines being American as having opportunities because at one point she says that she can make money any anywhere and through any way. Mm-hmm. She also defines American as being for money and having privilege. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, and she describes the Americans that aren't for money as people that are trying to fit in with those that are wealthy and act as if they come from money, and this kind of leads into the socioeconomic status that's very important in this um, story, so how do you think socioeconomic status plays a role in this story? Um, I feel like socioeconomic status is really big because... She states that she never feels like she has to worry about getting money, even though sometimes she would, like, not have enough to eat or um, go to, like, a soup kitchen to get food just because she didn't want to have to ask for money from her parents. And I just feel like that really shows the difference between, like, the privilege of, like, having a backup plan or just, like, being homeless and on the street and in poverty. Yeah, and to go off of that, even on page 229, she said, I never told my father that I needed money because he would have said it, and I would never know if I could do it by myself. So there's a sense of individualism present here, and she wanted to feel that she was earning money on her own and writing for herself. And this relates to socioeconomic status because she loved the idea of trying to make her own way and provide for herself and feel as if she was wealthy in New York. Yeah, and going off of that, I feel like just because she wanted to do it herself, like wanted to see if she could do it herself, like that is a true form of privilege because those who are poor and everything, they have to do it by themselves. They don't have like the option to have help or not. So I feel like that really shows like her privilege and her status. Another example of what Lucy was saying is when she says, I never felt poor, I had the feeling that if I needed money, I could always get it. 
this really shows how privileged she was and that even if she said she felt poor, she was definitely never actually poor. So, Sarah, at the beginning, you said we were going to talk about if the American dream is real. The American dream is usually described as working your hardest and following your dreams to become successful and happy and live your best life. So do you think it's real or not? I think this is real for some people. It depends on where that person started. So in our story, she moved to New York by, her, by herself, but she always had the backup of her, father, of her father's money. Her privilege gave her a big head start in New York. Yeah, I definitely agree with Sarah that everyone has different starting points for their American dream. But this story also shows that you can work your hardest, but it might not always make you happy. Um, for example, the author works her hardest to live in New York City, and that is what she had dreamt about since she was young. But once she actually lived there, she didn't feel like she belonged. And her idea of living in New York from a young age overtook, overtook her touch with reality. And... Um, she didn't feel fulfillment or a sense of belonging, and this shows that you can work your hardest and get where you want, and her dream was to live in New York, and she accomplished that, but she was never really happy. Uh, for example, to show how she worked her hardest to get her dreams, but it didn't make her happy, is on page 237. Um, she states, I cried until I was not even aware when I was crying and when I was not cried in elevators and in taxis and in Chinese laundries. So her American dream that she fantasized and thought about since she was young, um, she accomplished it, but it didn't give her fulfillment. I totally agree. I feel like America and the American dream overall is just like overrated and overhyped and like truly unattainable. Just like the same with New York, like we view it as like this great city and like city where dreams come true and all this stuff. But, and she even says on page 231 that New York was no mere city. It was instead an infinitely romantic notion. So that just um, proves that like everyone has this view of America in New York that's like so hyped up and like fantasized about that I feel like none of it is truly real. Yeah, I think everyone has this like idea of America and New York City, and that goes with like the American dream, but then the reality never turns out to be true. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. And going off of what Lucy said about how the American dream is unattainable, because um, the author shows this on page 225 when she says, I can remember now when New York began for me, but I cannot lay my finger upon the moment and ended. Um, this shows a flaw of the American dream because it is impossible to reach your dream, but, and because by our human nature, we always want desire for more. So she still has her dream, but she can't get rid of it because it's unattainable. Today's episode of NYC on the DL is sponsored by Discount Tires. We are so happy to be partnering with them on this episode. Discount Tire is a reliable and friendly place to go if you are having issues with your tires or you need a spare tire or 
um, just need any help repairing them. And if you subscribe to our videos, we will give you a 25% off discount on your next tire. Um, there is a discount tires located in southern Manhattan. And we are so happy to be partnering with them today. And go get yourself a tire. Going off all of that, it kind of reminds me of Gatsby because he, like, he worked for his money and he bought his big house in New York, but he was never truly happy because he still wanted more and he never got Daisy either. So he went through the American dream by like building up his money and buying his big house, but he still was not happy. And it kind of relates to our story because she like went to New York to live her dreams, but she like never found true happiness, even like by going to New York and following the American dream. Um, this personal narrative also relates to The Great Gatsby because when Gatsby first met Daisy, um, he had the dream to be with her, but after she married Tom, her, his dream didn't go away but it got even stronger. And this is similar to the author because when she first saw New York, she stated on page 228, I was in love with New York. I do not mean love in any colloquial way. I mean that I was in love with the city, the way you love the first person who ever touches you and never love anyone quite that way again. This is similar to her because once she saw the city, she couldn't get rid of her dream, even though things had changed and she wasn't happy there, but she didn't, her dream never stopped. And she, like, stayed in the city for eight years. Even throughout those eight years, she was not happy. She ended up depressed and, like, immediately moved to Los Angeles when she realized how unhappy she was. Another thing that relates to Gatsby is she and Gatsby both used parties to, like, keep up the illusion of their dreams. On page 235, she says, I still liked going to parties, all parties, bad parties. Saturday afternoon parties given by recently married couples. So they both used it to like as a distraction. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And also both of their American dreams led them to hurt others. Um, for example, since Gatsby didn't let go of his American dream to be with Daisy, he um, ended up hurting Tom and led to himself being killed. Also, on page 237, the author states, I hurt people I cared about and insulted those I did not. I cut myself off from the one person who was closer to me than the other. And this shows that her American dream hurt others because she didn't feel happy in New York, but she wanted to always be there. So she like cut people off from her life to find happiness, but that didn't work. Another comparison our story has is to the danger of a single story TED talk by Adichie and it compares to this because everyone really has that one version of New York that it's like the greatest city in the world and that's where your dream can come true and she that's what she thought going into it but she soon found out that that's not really the case in reality and she was actually very depressed and had a lot of issues in New York. Also in the TED talk, Adichie says, um, the single story creates stereotypes 
and the problem with stereotypes is that is not that they are untrue, but that they are incomplete. And she goes on to say they make one story become the only story. And this relates to um, our personal narrative because uh, the author had a single story that New York was only for the rich and that if you live in New York, you will automatically be happy and like thrive there. But once she was there, she found that the single story was false. And um, if you're not rich in New York, it's kind of hard to live and be happy. This relates to the American dream because people have a single story of America as being a place where everyone's dreams come true. But this single story does not show the whole picture. It is way more complicated than just working hard to achieve your dreams. So wrapping up, what did you get, what did you guys think of the story? Um, I definitely liked it and it was eye-opening because I've always wanted to live in New York and I do have that single story of New York that if you live there it's all like it's fun and there's always something to do but it was definitely eye-opening that um, if you don't have the people in your life that make you happy it isn't the single story that we think about and it was definitely just a cool story about her and her journey. I totally agree, especially on the part of the single story of New York, because I also have always wanted to go there, and it's really I like eye-opening, as she said, especially with the money aspects. Like we all know, New York is expensive, but the fact that she said like she was hungry at some points, even though she like knew she could get money, it's still shocking to see like how it really is like for the richest of people and the poorest of people. So that definitely changes my view of New York a little bit, but I did really enjoy the story and the viewpoint it showed of New York and the American dream. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was interesting how her idea of New York changed over time so much. Like when she first arrived, she was so excited and just happy to be there, but then by the end, she like couldn't stand it anymore. Yeah, and I especially, thought it was interesting the part where she said like a couple months turned into years and it's just interesting to see how you can get so wrapped up in your life doing the same thing over and over again even if you know you're unhappy you kind of just like ignore it and accept that it's your life but you also know that you can change it and like find happiness so I feel like that's another good point of the story yeah I feel like she was just it was hard for her to unravel herself from that life and find a time to get away, but it was a good ending because she found her happiness in California in the end. Okay, thank you so much for tuning in to NYC on the DL. It was definitely a great time today having Lucy and Sarah with me. Um, we will be posting every Thursday at... 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so make sure you subscribe and get notifications when we post because you won't want to miss any other DL lowdowns on NYC. Yes, thank you so much, Jordan, for having me. I had a great time, and yes, I would definitely course. do it again. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. <laughs>